morning again. So for the past couple months, we've been doing this series called Close Encounters, and and, uh, we're talking about these close encounters that we see in the Bible, and we see them over and over again. We see the the close encounters that Jesus has with different people, and we see the close encounters of of Jesus in in, in different situations as well. And and, uh, and this morning, I kind of want to keep going on that that, that theme of close encounters. We've got a couple more weeks left of it, Uh, but I kind of want to change it up a little bit. And I want to talk about a close encounter with the local church and, and what that looks like when we do life together. I want to talk to, I want to take, uh, I want to talk to everyone just for a few minutes about the, this, this big idea of being planted in God's house and, and, and the big life that happens when you decide to plant yourself in God's family. But first I want to open up with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, Again, just, just thank you so much for, for, for this morning. Thank you mu- so much for bringing us together to, to worship your name. God, we are so blessed to be in your presence this morning. And this morning, as we dive into your word and we learn about you and grow in you, God, we pray that we have open hearts and open minds to hear what you have to say to us this morning. God, we love you. Thank you for sending your son down here to, to save us from our sins. God, we love you. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, go ahead and open up to uh, Romans. I'm going to read several scriptures this morning, but we're going to start in Romans. And if you have a pen and a note sheet, I'm going to be talking about a lot of good things. You're going to want to take some notes. And so go ahead and open up to Romans. Hear all those pages turning. I love that noise in the morning on Sunday mornings, hearing all those Bibles turn. Um, Right now, I want to read four consecutive scriptures that I believe show us and point us to the big idea and the big life being of, of being planted in God's house. What it means to be planted in God and planted in others. In Romans, we read in, in chapter 12, um, starting at verse 3 um, through 5, it says this, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith, with the faith God has distributed to each of you for just as each of us has one body with many members and those members do not all have the same function so in christ we through many form one body and each member belongs to all the others in galatians chapter 6 9 through 10 it says this let us not become weary in doing good for for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially for those who belong in the family of believers. Psalm 68, verses 5 through 6 says this, A father father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And then lastly, Psalm 92, 12, verse 12 through 15 says this, The righteous will flurry like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will still stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. I believe the Bible teaches us the value of being planted, the value of being in a spiritual family. You see, we live in a world that is disconnected. 
We live in a world that, that seems disconnected and isolated. We live in a world that seems uprooted from anything that is solid. But God's word tells us that he plants in us this, this longing for belonging. We were not meant to do life by ourselves. We were not meant to do life alone. When you look at God's word, you see that, that he teaches this. When you look at, at, the, at the life of Christ, if, if, if there was anybody in this world that, that could do life alone, uh, it, was, it was Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ that if anyone could do it, he could be that lone oak out in the middle of the field. If there was anybody that could have went and done a solo act, it was Jesus. I mean, look at his life. Uh, he, he didn't need advice. He, he didn't need to ask anyone those, those tough questions of, of how to handle a, a certain situation. Jesus Christ was God himself. So if anybody that could have had a solo act, man, it was, it was Jesus. But it's so interesting to me that, that, our, that, the, that our Lord and Savior decided to do life with others. He decided to include, he decided to connect he decided to live in the context of relationships. He, he brought these disciples into his life, right? He created somewhat of a family with them. He wasn't that, that lone oak, you know. I remember living in, in Florida. Everywhere you looked, I mean, you could go anywhere and there'd be just orange groves everywhere. And, there, and you, you could see these orange groves for, for miles and miles. But, but, but I look at Jesus. He wasn't that lone oak. He created groves where, where others could grow around him. And he learned and he learned. To be connected. I'm so glad that our, our Lord and Savior decided to live life this way with other people. Um, he, and he made that decision. When I look at my life, I have to admit, I haven't always made the right decisions. I haven't always done life perfect or, or the, the exact right way. But, there are, but I believe there are three decisions I've done right. Three decisions I've done in my life that impact everything else in my life. The first one was when I decided to follow Jesus Christ, and I was baptized. Now, now you have to understand that I went to church my whole life growing up, and, and it wasn't until I joined the military and moved down to Florida, I never knew what a real relationship with Jesus Christ really looked like. Looked like. But on July 6, 2003, that all changed when I made the best decision I've ever made. I was, I was baptized, and everything around that was impacted by that. The second best decision I've ever made in my life was to marry my wife, Lindsay. That was the second greatest decision I have ever made because so much of my life is determined by, by who you decide to do life with. Then the third best decision I've ever made in my life was to be connected and committed and planted in God's family in the context of the local church. Best decision other than saying yes to Jesus and marrying my wife. There's no doubt about it. And at the, whole time, and at the time, the whole church thing was, was kind of different and kind of strange to me. And there were a lot of people, that, um, there were a lot of people in the church, but there weren't really a lot of people my age going to church. And I knew I had to plant myself. And if I didn't commit myself, uh, I, I, need, I had to set myself into the local church. And, and I know this because I read that, I've read that over and over in Scripture. And, and I didn't plant myself in the house of, and, and, and I realized if I didn't plant myself in the house of God, I wasn't going to make it. 
It's interesting now because I I look back on my life and to this point, I, I look back at the opportunities and moments I've experienced these past few years <clears throat> of, of being in God's family. And I look at the, the differences, the difference that has happened uh, because of these decisions. Uh, all the dominoes have kind of fell into place. They've fallen into place because of the decision of, of saying yes to Christ and to get married. But the decision to be planted in, in God's house, so much of my life today has been defined because of setting myself and saying yes to my spiritual family. Life is different, radically different, when you plant yourself in the local church. When you have a close encounter with the local church, your life is different. And maybe you're here today at Huntsville Christian Church, and, 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 and you're thinking about church, and, and, and you've been visiting for a while, or, or maybe you're just kind of checking things out, seeing how things go around here. I want to encourage you today that that there are benefits and blessings as a result uh, and, and opportunities when you plant yourself in the local church, when you plant yourself in the house of God and the difference that it makes. I want to kind of break this down to you, for, to you today. I'm going to give you five results of being in a spiritual family. Five results uh, that, that, went, went that when happen when you have a close encounter with the local church of being planted in church. And, and, and I want to show you what that's going to look like today. The first thing that happens, I believe, when you have a close encounter with the church is, is it builds your beliefs. It will build your belief. Uh, we live in a world that, that has a huge deficit, and, and we, have generation, we have generations around us that, that have this huge deficit of beliefs. We don't know what we believe anymore. So where are you going to learn what you believe? Where are you going to learn? Where are you going to learn all that? In the local church is where you learn how to believe. Uh, and, and I believe that when you come here to Huntsville Christian Church, that's what's going to happen. That's what happens every time you show up here at Huntsville Christian Church. You're going to learn what you believe. Every time you show up, there's a sermon, there's a message, there's a Bible study, there's a small group. Every time, it, every time you show up here, we believe that that's what happens. It sharpens you. It sharpens you and shows you what God wants you to be in your life. You see, it's just another brick every time you plant yourself. Every time, every time there, there's another brick on the wall of, of what God is building in our lives. My belief today is, is that I'm, I'm able to pass down to the next generation. That I'll be able to talk to, to my kids when, I, when we have them about, about my beliefs and what I believe and what I learned in the church. The Bible says faith comes through hearing. The second result of a close encounter with the local church is that it gives you a place to belong, a sense of belonging. See, we so need this in our lives. I believe there are many of you here today. We, we need that sense of belonging. And, you, and for a lot of you, you don't know where you belong. There, are, there, are, there may be things that have happened in your, in your family or at home. There may be things that have happened in, in, in past relationships, things that, that have happened at work, things that have happened at, at school. And, and there's, there's not really a sense of belonging, but you desire belonging. And in, in, in us, we, we all have this, this deep inner desire to belong. Where do you find it? You find it in God's house. The sense of belonging. Many, many of, of you deserve belonging in your life. And you say, Andy, I, I can believe without belonging. And the truth is, you can, but you're not going to do it for long. 
it, it's hard to believe that, that it's hard to believe and, and not belong to a family, right? There's, there's just so much out there in the world that goes against us. I mean, if you don't believe me, turn on your TV. Uh, go, go uh, when you leave church here, turn on your radio for five minutes. Tell me what comes on the radio. And maybe you're, you're sitting here today saying to yourself, Andy, this doesn't really pertain to me. I come to church. I'm, I'm here every single week. And you know what? I say, great, that's awesome. But my question to you is, are you plugged in? Do you really belong? Do you, do you have a ministry here at, at Huntsville Christian Church? If, if you believe in Jesus Christ and you have a ministry uh, in, in the local church and maybe you're not sure what your ministry is or, or where you belong... And if that's the case, I, I want to urge you, pray about it. I want to urge you, talk to me. Talk to one of our elders after church. Talk to Fat Rock when he comes back. We will put you in a ministry here at Huntsville Christian Church. And, and I found out there, there's, no, there's no fruit when we're just kind of floating out there. When we don't have a ministry, there's no fruit that, that, that comes out of it. You, do, you don't just produce fruit, but by planting yourselves, ourselves, we flourish. And there's a sense of belonging and, and here's a third thing. It helps you become what God wants you to be. The third thing that happens when you have a close encounter with the church. Uh, I again look at my life. And I, I, wasn't, I wasn't raised by spiritual mentors. There weren't senseis. I didn't, I didn't have a, a Jedi knight teaching me different things as I went along. You see, when I finally joined the local church, I learned what it meant to be a godly husband and, and by seeing how other men treated their wives in church. I learned how to be a servant. And, and I'm learning how to be a giver and handle my finances in a godly manner. I'm learning how to be a person that wants to build and release what, what I have for others. I've learned, that, I've learned these things and, and I continue to learn them in, in the context of what it looks like in God's house. Right here at HCC, you, you can be all that God wants you to be. You can... You can learn it by being connected, by, by being in a small group or, or by being planted in, in some kind of outreach that we do here. We are always, always reaching out to others here at Huntsville Christian Church. Uh, you know, for the past um, three years at HCC, uh, we, we've done this thing at Christmas time called Christmas Prayers in conjunction with, with Way FM. And, and we brought in, in families in the community and, and kids that, that weren't going to have such a good Christmas. But, but you, you guys have given gifts and adopted families for the past three years. And, and, and a year ago, on April 27, 2011, as deadly tornadoes swept through Huntsville and the surrounding areas of the community, you guys didn't just sit around and, and watch as people put their lives back together and recovered. You went to work helping people rebuild put their lives back together. You donated, you donated hundreds of cases of, of, of water and, and thousands of pounds of food, and you hit the streets, and you went to the neighborhoods, and, and, and you helped out where it was needed most. So you see, that's what happens when the hands and feet of Jesus operate like a well-oiled machine. By being, by being able to be planted, it's amazing when you're able to, to be around other believers. Uh, that you're victorious, those who have maybe been around longer than you have. 
You know, and, and I got to tell you, I, I, in the office, I love being here in the office on Wednesdays. The joy group comes in. I don't just love them because they bring me donuts and awesome good things. <laughs> I love that. I do. But so much more than that. I love when I have the opportunity to sit and teach the joy group. I, I love to hear their stories and because they're older and they have so much wisdom and I've got so much to learn from them. And, and I appreciate that. I love hearing their stories. And they're so kind and, and, and they're just, they're just this, got this wisdom about them that you can't find anywhere else. And, and I need that. During my time in the Coast Guard, we didn't, we didn't learn how to drive a boat just out of boot camp. No, we, we, had to, we had to drive and we had to learn to drive the boat from, from petty officers and chiefs that, that, who have weathered a storm or two. You get, you get around people that have walked the line and, you have, and have lived for Jesus and loved people and you learn to become what God wants you to be. The fourth thing that, that you'll learn when you have a close encounter with the church is that it teaches us how to behave. Now, I know there are people here that haven't always behaved, and I haven't always behaved. There are people in this room that, always, that haven't always behaved. There are, there are some ego issues, and, 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 and there are some people that struggle with pride. There are some people that, that have to humble themselves for this one. I remember growing up in, in my family, the things that always got me in trouble were talking back to my mom and dad. <laughs> I had to humble myself, though. You know, I had to humble myself, and as time went on, and I joined the local church— I learned to do this. I realized that I could not operate like this all my life. It just wasn't going to work. Where did I learn how to behave? I learned how to behave not only from my parents, but also in the presence of God. Through, through the power of the Holy Spirit, getting into the Word, people praying for me, I had to learn how to behave. And guess what? I still don't behave all the time. Shocker. <laughs> I still have some issues and I'm still learning how to behave by getting into the word and, and putting myself around other men who are holy by learning how to, to, to behave better. You learn how to, to behave by submitting yourself in worship and, and by getting into prayer, hearing God's word. You learn how to behave by getting planted in God's house. And the fifth thing, that I believe you'll learn when you have a close encounter with the church is that you will get to live so, a so much more bigger, bigger and better life. Your life is so much more bigger by being planted in God's house, by being set in family. I mean, where else can you reach the people that you reach, serve the people that you serve, give, build, all that you do for those around you, the, the hungry and, and, and the widows and, and and, and for, for all the kids in the community and the homeless and, and for all that, what you really do in our local community, where else do you get that? Together, we can do more than we could ever do by ourselves. By coming together in God's family, by being planted and giving and bringing your resources and letting it circulate with other people. It's amazing how much better we really are together what we do around the world and, and the global opportunities that we have here at Huntsville Christian Church, we can never do that by ourselves. We can never make the impact we make by doing this all alone. But we do this we, when we plan ourselves in God's house, where, 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 where corporately we come together 
to be there for those who are fighting different addictions in, in life and in their families. And we have families in our community that are falling apart and they don't know where to turn. But you learn that in the context of family. You, you, your life is bigger because you've decided to do life with others. You see, that's God's heart for you. God's heart is that, is that we come together. I want to encourage all of you, do, do not do life alone. Don't do life in isolation. I, I, and I, excuse me, and I don't do life separated. Don't do life on a deserted island. But do life together. Set yourself in God's family. Do life with God's people. Do life that way. And you say, Andy, that's risky. I say, yep, it's definitely risky. I agree with you. Yeah, have, you ever see, have you ever turned on the TV to the Discovery Channel or, or National Geographic and it's always the same kind of nature scene set up, right? You got the wildebeest, they're out in the field eating the grass, and you got the lions out on the side. And they're kind of lurking in the grass, right? And, and the wildebeest, they, the kind of the adult wildebeest will surround the, the younger ones in the middle, right? And... And slowly but surely, there's one wildebeest who walks away. And the other wildebeest is like, dude, where are you going? Dude, don't go over there. You're, we're telling you, we've been there. We've done this. You're going to get eaten. And, and the lions, their ears start perking up and, and twitching a little bit. And they see the loner one. And then all of a sudden, the other wildebeest are like, dude, you're on your own. You're, you're, you're on your own. And then, wham, that baby wildebeest, the younger one, the one who thought he knew it all, He's gone. Wham! The, the lion, the lion eats the the loner wildebeest. Right? We we see it every time we turn on the Discovery Channel. First Peter, chapter five, verse eight says this. He says, "Be self controlled and alert. Your enemy comes, the devil, prowls around like a lo- roaring lion, looking for someone to devour." You see, in our life, when we get separated, we get isolated. And you say, Andy, I, I, I've been to church and I've been, I've been hurt in relationships at church. I, I, I've got this bad taste in my mouth. You know, because I, I joined this one church and I got disconnected and I saw the dark side of being connected and the evil side of being, you know, and, and, and someone hurt me in church. And I, and I hear that and I see that all the time and it breaks my heart. You see, the risk of isolation is so much greater and more dangerous than the risk of relationship building. Sometimes in life, people leave a bad taste in your mouth. Sometimes there are things that can happen in church, in life, in family. But it doesn't mean you you go and and live life in isolation because isolation is so much more painful than deciding to be connected and planting in God's house. I believe there are people here today right in this room, right here at HCC saying, I feel like I'm drifting. I feel like I'm all by myself. I feel like the loner wildebeest. I feel like there's so much pain. And it's hard. And it's hard because we, you're not set in family. The Bible says that he sets the loner in families. There is nothing greater than being set in family. And I believe that God can do that today. And I want to take a moment. I want to pray for us. I want to encourage you this morning. If you're not set in the local church or you're looking for a church home, As we pray this morning and we do our invitation song, I want to invite you to come forward this morning. Or maybe this morning you want to know what this relationship with Jesus Christ really looks like. You want to be baptized. You want to come out of the water anew. And if that's you this morning, I want you to come come as we we stand and we're going to sing our, our song of invitation. Please stand with us.